Hello, Disney fans. I'm your host, Stephanie, for the classic animated Disney branch of Standard Definition. We all know that we can't have a nostalgia podcast without recording episodes covering the classic Disney hand-drawn animated movies. These Disney movies will be reviewed in release order, starting with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs all the way to Princess and the Frog in 2009. I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Corey Derrick. Hello, Corey. Hello. I'm ready to talk some (laughs) Bambi. You sure? Yes. (laughs) Can't you see the excitement on my face? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, another just favorite of ours, I'm sure. And the very knowledgeable... Mark Pereira. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight at the end of your weekend? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing doing pretty good. I had a long kind of actually got to play some games this weekend. Got to like just kind of relax, you know? It's been, relax? It's been What's that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Not like relax, relax, but you know, like parent relax, you know? So got to... My, my son helped me with work on Friday, got kind of uh, taught my nephew how to play Destiny today, so that was interesting. So, Big step. Yeah. Good times. Nice. Mark, you mentioned uh, before we started recording that you guys went to dinner. What would you guys have? Where'd you guys go? We went to a restaurant called Mia's Table. It's uh-huh. like a, a... It's got burgers and and tacos and stuff like that and there's a nice green area for the kids to run around in so it was nice awesome that's cool kids can eat and run out their energy yes and they have free soft serve after you eat so (gasps) what what pretty great what can't have something like that (laughs) it's pretty awesome oh man yeah it's it's like 20 degrees here and i'll still have an ice cream (laughs) <laughs> it was i mean it, it's not 20 here in houston but it was uh 50 so it was, it was cold for us uh but the kids still wanted ice cream so oh you know what speaking of you know, where because you said houston right yeah We're at, with my new job when i start traveling again which still might not be for a while but my client's in texas so whenever i'm in texas i'll have to like find you yeah, for sure. And I'm going to go to that place. I'll find yeah. you. I'll find you. <laughs> okay. That... Anyway, let's move on. This is Standard Definition, the retro nostalgia podcast here in the Boss Rush Network, where each and every Sunday, right? It is Sunday. <laughs> we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games, movies, shows, and other topics that make us nostalgic. You can support us and get the show out two weeks early. Two weeks, that's half a month, by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Bosch Rush Network. Say that five times fast. Or subscribe on free feeds if you want to be late and lame. If you listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. I know, now I'm asking for a five-star review. Just kidding. (laughs) You're all the best, no matter. Hey, lamos, leave us five stars. You're dead to (laughs) us. Yeah, before before the door hits you on the way out, just can you say something nice about us? (laughs) We love you. I'm just being fresh. Um, I don't know why. I just had a long day. Uh, you can catch all of our content on our YouTube channel and on bossrush.net. I'm getting better at this housekeeping stuff, Corey, except for the fact that I just insulted our listeners. You did. That's fine. They don't care. The merch they like stores, it. Yeah. Yeah. The merch store is now open. 
click on the store tab on our website to buy a variety of items with our show logos on them, which includes standard def, which we have a Disney version, like a, in the font and everything. That's awesome. There's a Marvel theme standard definition design. And Corey, when's our Indiana Jones one? It got rejected. What? The Indiana Jones one got rejected. What? But... But Marvel and Disney Marvel didn't. did not, and Disney did not. <laughs> like, wow. wow, Indiana Jones is like not even like a real font. It's literally a generic <laughs> font that you can find on your computer right now. That's bizarre. I yeah. Don't know. Okay. Well, maybe not Indiana Jones, but you'll definitely see a Disney and MCU style version of Standard Def. But you can also get merch with After Dark, Boss Rush Podcast, and much more. I got to say, After Dark is still one of my most favorite designs, though. Yeah, it's uh, uh to to be fair for the Indiana Jones one, <laughs> I did, I did just say Indiana Jones and the Standard Def review series. So I mean, I didn't write Standard uh, Def, I wrote Indiana Jones, but that was probably oh, where I, I got knocked. <laughs> That's probably where I got knocked. It's fine. Right, because we're just gonna steal so much money from. Whoever. I know the mouse. You can't get past the mouse, guys. No, <laughs> he'll get you. <sighs> anyway, tonight, what are we discussing tonight? Well, so far, as a recap, we've looked at Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, and then Dumbo. And keeping in theme with the kind of depressing, more seriously toned Disney movies, wow. we will be discussing Bambi. Bambi. So let's ad lib it. Well, I don't know if ad lib's the right word, but like. What is our own one or two sentence summary of Bambi? I can go first. Um, Bambi is kind of like a slice of life of cruel nature and odd, just eerily similar to the Lion King. And I'll explain that later, even though I know Lion King's based off of Hamlet, so it's not the same. But again, I'll explain why I thought of the Lion King later. Bambi kind of Bambi kind of sounds like Hamlet. It kind of feels like they're like, yeah. I feel like if you watched Hamlet, there'd be a character named Bambi in Hamlet. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, How would you guys describe Bambi? I would say beautifully animated, but extremely boring. Mm. Like, I mean, coming off of Dumbo, right? This this movie is like a masterpiece in animation, right? This yes. really feels like Disney has like at least mastered the craft of even this is like the first movie where there's like fully animated animals through the whole thing besides I mean besides Dumbo I guess but like you know what I mean like like real not I don't know how I'm trying to say this but like more, more Bam, real Bambi's life, a deer like, right and he looks like a deer right and he's running he around moves the like time. a deer yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he's not a walking talking mouse with a uniform yeah that's yeah that's what I'm trying to say so like it's I they really mastered the the depth of field uh camera mm-hmm. precision they like the water there's a scene in this movie where there's some ducks splashing in the water and it's raining and that is like one of the up to this point that's like one of the most beautifully animated scenes i've seen in a disney movie right it's so like the ducks are splashing you can see the reflection in the water but you can also see it raining and the rain hitting the water and making ripples and but you can still see the ducks splat it's just it's like it reminds me of like what they were trying to do with Fantasia, but full length, a full length film. And it was just the, this movie is like incredibly animated. Well, since you mentioned that, because I do feel like 
it's a gore like a gorgeous looking movie. It's one of its biggest strengths. And I was going to save this for um, like fun facts, but this um, this is fine. Bambi was um, they used an oil painting technique, so mm-hmm. I discovered that, and that's pretty cool. It was the first time Disney Pictures had used the oil painting technique. Um, there's a quote from Disney himself stating. There is a vast difference in the two techniques, but I was set in oil painting because of its quality. I figured oils would give a sheen to the forest and accentuate the depth. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with Disney. I feel like that really worked. It definitely does. And oil paintings kind of blend better also. At, you know, coming from like art school and stuff, we learn about different types of paints. And like acrylic and like the matte painting that they were using originally, like it works, like it's beautiful, but like oil paintings give a better it blends better it shows lighting better uh just because it gives a sheen like you know if you're if you're uh, painting a scene where sun is coming through you can better depict the where the sun is hitting using oil just because of the way oil hits the the canvas right or mm-hmm. in this case uh, the cell so i mean yeah i can definitely see that how about you mark how would you give the long and skinny of this to someone uh, who's never seen it <laughs> yeah i would say it, it it reminded me a lot of disney does a lot of disney nature type movies now where they're just like kind of documentaries like i think stephanie you said slice of life like it really is mm-hmm. just like a nature film and it's kind of like disney was was playing with the a little bit of proof of concept of what would come later in Fantasia with the marriage of music and, and action on screen and like playing with just really just trying to depict something really realistic with animation. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I think the way that you described, y'all described it was great. A slice of life. will look at a deer's life really is really what it is. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't expect it to um, be, uh, be a very long movie, which it wasn't. It wasn't really that much longer than Dumbo. It, the runtime is 70 minutes, so an hour and 10 minutes short movie. It was released August 9th of 1942. The budget was around $858,000 for its time. Now, the box office figure I have, I believe it's cumulative, because I also think Bambi was not initially very successful, again, given the, the years the year that it was released on and all the world events. But I think um, cumulatively it um, made $267.4 million. So, not shabby. Not, not shabby, but I think it was a slow year. grower like um, Pinocchio was. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it definitely feels like something that, you know, I don't know. It's it, this movie is, I mean, there's some cute parts in this movie, right? I just, man, I, I don't understand. Like, I guess it's the power of Disney, right? But I just don't understand how these movies are still considered like classics. And why? I mean, I do. Like, I, imp- I understand the importance of the animation and stuff. But like, when you talk about people talk about like the grand scheme of Disney, especially right now, right, with Encanto and Raya and the Last Dragon and like all these other like movies they've done over the last few years in the last few decades actually right like i just i don't understand how like dumbo or bambi or you know snow white i understand i still think like spoilers for our rankings ahead i still think like snow white is probably the one that holds up the best out of all of these but it's like 
I don't, I don't understand how like Bambi is like still considered one of the greatest Disney films of all time still. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I think you have to consider like the how the time that it came out. Right now we've got I mean, seeing twos in theaters right now, mm. we've got all these different animated films of which none are coming to my head, but there, there's <laughs> there's all these, you know, the, the marketplace is crowded with all these really great animation studios, Pixar, DreamWorks. Um, I can't think of any else, right? Disney, obviously. Um, and so, so, but this like, this was few and far between. There weren't other animation studios right now. So, so, and, and I would think that kids going to the movies is such a big driver for, for families and stuff. And so I don't think there was anything else for kids to see. And so I think so many kids saw Bambi, whereas mm-hmm. I don't think so many kids are seeing Sing 2 because there's a ton of other movies that they yeah. could be seeing right now and streaming and whatever. And so I just think it just gets locked in our subconscious and then it becomes one of these really great things. If Bambi was released today, I think it would it would bomb and it wouldn't do well because it just is the marketplace is so much more crowded, which is why, you know, Dumbo is, is as beloved as it is. That's why, you know, Bambi and Pinocchio and all of them, because they just, they were the only ones when they came out. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't, I, I, okay. Let me just use an example of video games where when games came out back in the day, not only did games come out less frequently, right? And we were younger, maybe we didn't have like our own income to splurge on all the games we wanted. And the graphics and the quality just weren't great because of its time. And then just nostalgia alone or just the imprint it made um, for our generation as ch- you know children, I don't know, it's become iconic. Like, but if you really look, and, and I wouldn't say it again, not doesn't count Snow White, but when you look at most stuff like that, like when I rewatched Dumbo, like I was like, this really isn't as good as I had it imprinted on me. Kind of like when I went back to play Donkey Kong 64. I was obsessed with that game as a kid yeah. and I held that so near and dear and I thought it was such a classic. And I go back and play it. I'm like, I don't know how I went and tolerated all this. <laughs> so right. I'm not calling Bambi garbage. I'm just saying like it's iconic despite like i agree mark if that was released today i don't think it would have done as well or stood out as much Mm -hmm. right yeah so i don't know they the other there's another interesting fact i don't know if you have this under like a trivia thing or anything but this is also the disney film that has the least amount of spoken words (gasps) Mm -hmm. yes yes what's the what's the figure like about a thousand or less let's see i think it's like there are fewer than 900 words in the whole film. Yeah. Which is like 900 words. That sounds like a lot, but also like 900 words can fill like what a page, <laughs> two pages. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what like the average number of words in a major well, film is. I'm going to look that up. And while you're doing that, I have my work in progress novel up and I can just look at how many words are in one page ballpark. One page written. 358 words okay yeah so it's like six there's like three i guess it makes sense because in the beginning when bambi was just born he was just saying like a word like bird Mm -hmm. bird and i'm sorry i i had to laugh at whenever bambi tried to speak for the first time yeah yeah uh but i mean i like 
story like how, how whether the movie's good or not like whatever you you think or not like the movie is still incredibly animated you know when you yeah. see like all the deer in the forest watching Bam, I think what Bambi's dad I think is the the character right and or the deer the big like he struts with his chest out and like there's a scene where he like looks at Bambi right and like he's like trying to pay attention but like just ever so slightly his ears Corey right now <laughs> you can if you go to our youtube channel youtube.com slash network you can see me imitating Watch Corey imitating a deer like but you can just like see his ears shift in just a little bit because he's paying attention right and that's like that's such a little detail and there's a lot of little details in this movie that dumbo definitely did not have right it's just this this movie definitely, from an animation standpoint, is uh, above every other movie I think they've done, in my opinion. Uh, you know, since you mentioned, so we're just gonna go right into it. Like, at, at first, I'm like, okay, that's that's got to be his dad, because I don't they, they don't blatantly say that is Bambi's dad. It's all implied, right? Right, it's implied, um, but he's clearly like the leader yeah. of the herd, right? But and like obviously. I knew better, but my knee-jerk reaction was that dad is such a <laughs> such a jerk. He doesn't like go over and say hi to his son or play with him or say hi to m- the mommy. And then I realized, oh wait, they're animals. This is pr- like precisely how they probably pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. accurate. But I was still mad. I'm like, he needs a father figure. Get in his life, you. No. It's in. What's it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's really interesting on how they studied animals for this movie in particular and like all the other movies that use animals moving forward like they would go and like just sit in the woods and study these animals or bring them into the studio and study and film them and then study the film on how they walk and move and stuff very actually more fun facts there was two deer donated to the studio i don't know what they did with the deer afterwards but they donated Mm -hmm. two deer to the studio so, I heard uh, they ate pretty good at Disney Studios. <laughs> <laughs> so can you believe it? Like, I actually think that's cool. Like, if yeah. I had to be, you know, drawing something and I could, like, play with the deer. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was a practice that they hadn't really done before, but now they do on every film. I mean, even not just with, like, um, animals, but, like, location. When they were doing Frozen, they went to... Uh, Scandinavia uh, or wherever, but they, but they went to Norway, right? Thank you, thank you. Um, but they went to you know to go look at the fjords and to go look at how the snow interacted with the ground, and I mean, and it 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 seems like you know ridiculous, right? Just animate a, a deer, but it's it just gives that level of more like realism. It makes it seem that much more better, and your mind notices those things when they mm-hmm. don't move like they should or when they don't act like they should. Um, so I think it really helped. And it's cool that it kind of started with this film. Well, yeah. And I mean, you can imagine, and we've touched on Disney himself being a perfectionist, love it or hate it, you know, um, you know, and remember, you know, deer, baby deer, like they have little spots on their backs. And I remember reading about how Disney was very adamant that the number of spots are consistent with every frame and they have to be mm-hmm. in the right position every time. Like, I would have ripped all my hair out if I was an animator for this movie. Yeah. But what's funny is I was watching it and I was like, I'm going to pay attention to those number of spots just because I felt like being. A, oh, yeah. 
you know, a stickler. And so I was like, they're, like, surely they're not paying attention to that. And it's, I mean, frame by frame, they keep the same number of spots on his back. They keep the distance from his tail the same. Like, like it is, oh, it's pretty meticulous. Uh-huh. <sighs> That's it's, where I, I gotta was, get that credit. Yeah. I was gonna say, when we were talking about Bambi's dad, so there's a sequel, mm-hmm. Bambi 2. Bambi oh. 2. Um, which takes place actually in between, like in the middle of Bambi one. And so right after Bambi's mother dies and the, his dad comes and and takes him away Uh in the movie, it fast forwards to the spring um, and Bambi's older, but in Bambi two, Bambi two picks up immediately in that scene where Bambi's dad comes and takes him. And then it just follows them that winter as Bambi learns how to be with his dad. And so I, when I watched this movie, I watched Bambi up until right after his mom died. And then I stopped and I watched Bambi 2. Oh, cool. And then I went back at the end of Bambi 2. I went back to the first Bambi. So I like, it this was like guy. a three hour long movie. Um, and Bambi 2 didn't get great reviews or anything. Um, but it really, what was interesting was it shed a lot of light and gave a little bit more context to things that happened later on in the first Bambi. Um, mm. A big part of the plot, like later on in, in the first Bambi, um, you know, after Bambi grows up and he sees that that female deer that he was kind of playing with and then another deer comes and they mm. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, in Bambi 2, that other deer is part of the story and they kind of have this antagonistic relationship and they're, they're both kind of trying to become friends with this female deer, but he, the other deer is kind of a jerk. And so they fight and it establishes this rivalry that then kind of just gives a little bit more drama to the fight that happens in Bambi one. Um, and uh, Patrick Stewart plays Bambi's dad. So that's, that was pretty cool. So it was, it was a cool kind of experience to see how they actually connected together really well. Um, and it made later parts of Bambi m- much more impactful, I thought. Interesting. Um, yeah. Even though the second movie didn't get great reviews, do you feel like if they inserted Bambi 2 into Bambi 1, obviously not the whole thing and revised, but like, you know, di- basically executed the same purpose, like following Bambi with his father through the winter months, do you think that would have um, enhanced Bambi in itself as a whole? I think so. And I mean, I'm interested to see they're making a live action Bambi the same way that they did Lion King and and Jungle Book. And so I'm interested to see if they pull from Uh that to kind of pad out the story a little bit more. Um, But I mean, it's not critical to understand what's going on in Bambi one. Like it, 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 it doesn't. Yeah. The Bambi one doesn't fall apart if you don't put those things in, but it was a kind of a cool exercise to, if you're like, you know, don't have a life and are super nerdy about animation like me. It was fun. It was kind of cool to see how they, it continued on that story. Wow. Really makes me want to do that. Just, I don't know if I really want to rewatch Bambi enough to do that, but you know, right. <laughs> right. But no, that's, that's cool. And I'm trying to like picture what a live action Bambi will look like. I mean, I, I've seen the live action Lion King and they did a decent job, but it, I still have a hard time imagining real animals talking. Like moving their yeah mouths, yeah so. I I bet I bet they did the animals the animals talked in Lion King yeah yeah, 
Right. They talk to Lanky. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. It seems like, I mean, the, the, the animals talking are not a big part. Like we said, there's not a lot of dialogue. So True. it yeah. seems like they could just really lean into the yeah. nature aspect of it. And I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but yeah. <clears throat> so uh, anyone have a favorite character in here? Cause I already have my immediate favorite, oh. like right from the beginning of the movie and it's friend owl. Oh, he's, my favorite. he's creepy. Friend owl is creepy. No, he's not creepy. He His just eyes. Sleep and be left alone. And teach kids about hormones and, yeah. and uh, their developing bodies. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he's funny. I mean, I think I think Thumper is the clear winner in this movie. I don't know. I I like Thumper. Thumper, and then we got the other friend, Flower. Flower. Yeah, Flower yeah. the skunk. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite character was Bambi. I, I I was kind of blown away by this movie this time around. I really loved it. I thought it was. I mean, I I see the criticism that it's boring, and I agree there are parts of it that were boring. But I just thought there were so many things from an animation's perspective that this movie just does so amazingly well. The weather systems and the music and the, I mean, everything is just really incredible. But the character of Bambi, like when he's learning how to speak or um, when he starts playing with the female deer and he's just so kind of, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of like watching my son learn how to speak or my son learn how to walk. And it just, I really loved the character of Bambi a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think like, especially like the third, I guess the third act of the movie where they're all kind of like growing into themselves, right. As kind of like, I don't know, teenagers are kind of sort of adults, whatever. Like, I think it's really impressive the way that like, like there's this one scene where he gets caught in a tree and like how that whole, it's only like 10 or 15 second scene but he's like struggling to get out of the tree. Right. And then the, the female deer kind of walks up to him and kind of like calms him down. And then he gets out of it because he calms down. You know, I thought that that mm-hmm. was just like, it doesn't add, it literally doesn't add anything to the movie except for like, Oh, Bambi's clearly growing into himself and he's kind of clumsy. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. it was also like a nice kind of showing of how, like just like the animation kind of just gave him a little bit more character and gave her more character because like, I don't even really think they give you her name in this movie. Right. So, I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. And then like right after that, when him and the, the other deer are like kind of fighting over her or whatever. And like just the lighting, the way that the light hits Mm. that scene, it's, it's outstanding. Very impactful. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. It it looks like it would it would stand the stand up to most modern movies that try to do stuff like this, right? It's just it's it's really cool. It's got like this kind of blank background and they're kind of silhouetted with just touches of blues and oranges and stuff depending on if they're in the dark or the light. Like it's just it's really well animated. I love it. Yep. There's um is not a a main, a main character by any means that I just actually felt uncomfortable for whatever <laughs> reason is it, when they were in like their teen years and they're like mm-hmm. oh we're never gonna fall in love and then one by one they you know 
meet their female counterpart. Mm-hmm. Is it me or was the female bunny just like way super suggestive? Like she just came like oh, yeah. strutting toward, like closer <laughs> yeah. to the camera. Oh. Like I'm feeling uncomfortable. I feel like she's hitting on oh, me. Oh, she she was definitely <laughs> presenting herself to Thumper. I mean, but that's yeah. that's the way that rabbits work, right? I mean, it's nature, uh, man. That say, that saying is not. <laughs> I mean, there's right. saying, you know. But uh, well, you know, I, yeah. There's not too many characters, but I think it works. I think it just goes along. I think it's just a very simple presentation, right? Like, not a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. not a variety of characters, but the art direction and the music that goes with said art direction is what really you know, gives this movie its identity. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, there's the real sad part with the mother dying. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be more traumatizing reliving that, but it wasn't so much because they don't really show it. But I can definitely feel the gravity of the situation and how scared and alone Bambi was. Yeah. Yeah. and I just felt it was a very powerful moment. And I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but it made me think about one of the several themes and one of them being, you know, that maybe mankind, you know, we're, we can be a very dangerous and destructive force against nature. I mean, also later on, there's that fire that yeah. I think right. came from a campfire. So, right. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the, the scene with Bambi's mom, like, I feel like, I feel like if you're a kid and watching this, it's way more impactful, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. every kid is afraid of losing their mom or a parent, you know what I mean? And so uh, I think that that's where the impact comes from. It's not, I mean, it's not necess- It's not even necessarily a long scene, right? Like he's no. just kind of lost and he's running and then you hear the gunshot, right? And then it kind of, kind of ends. And then well, if, and I was surprised because nobody said that his mom died. I'm not saying that she didn't die. I'm yeah. saying I'm my memory of it was this really traumatic, impactful scene, which it was a, a, a very dramatic scene for sure. But the the his dad just shows up and says, "You're uh, you can't see your mother anymore, or your mother's not here anymore, something like that." Like it wasn't. My yeah. memory was like. You know, baby's like you're dead, and like I remember seeing her body dead, and like like a Lion King type situation, yes, like that, yes. And it it wasn't that, so I I too yeah. was kind of like surprised at what my memory of it was, uh-huh. and yeah. What it actually turned I kinda, out to be. I kind of had a similar memory, although I felt I didn't re- I don't remember like you know I mean like the Lion King obviously Simba is like crying over his over Mufasa's mm. body or whatever, right? I like. But he was like talking and kind of saying what he was feeling. Whereas I, my memory was like, Bambi is just kind of like nuzzling his mom, and then his dad shows up and is like, "You, she's not coming back or whatever, right?" And but right. like, it's very like you don't even see her, mm-hmm. which yeah. I totally just forgot. I mean, it's right. not it's not like I'm watching Bambi every other weekend or something, right? But I mean, <laughs> right? But like. When I was growing up, like we had these movies on loop, and I just feel like I thought that was like a scene, and it wasn't. Yeah, I did too. Right. Maybe that's just like our minds, like we knew what happened, so that's just kind of what we remember more. I guess. Other than how it happened. Right. But um, since you mentioned Lion King, so this is why it reminded me of it, because it's Lion King's not a slice of life, but there's the whole concept of circle of life, right? In the beginning of the movie, they present Simba 
blah, 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 father dies, end of movie, Simba is now having a kid that's getting raised over the rock, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in Bambi, you open up with the prince being born. You know, Bambi's born to the mom. A, you know, a parent dies. In this case, it's the mother. And at the end, Bambi grows into his own and has a kid in a very similar yeah. scene, except yeah. that Bambi's standing next to his dad not being part of the kid's life but anyway yeah but, right. but see how like i guess that just it made me think of the lion king because it was almost portraying circle of life before there was such thing as circle of life so um, yeah 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 I, I wonder like i know lion king gets compared to hamlet a lot but i wonder how much bambi inspired the lion king as well mm -hmm. in a way yeah yeah like that'd be fascinating uh to know i mean Man, I wonder. This is like a twenty-five year ago thing, but like my one of my teachers in like third grade, her daughter was a one of the lead animators for Disney in the nineties. What? And she, yeah, and she's awesome. Yeah, and like I wonder, man, if I only knew what I knew then, like it was uh, like she worked on Lion King and Aladdin <gasps> and Pocahontas and. How cool uh, is that? Yeah, she actually gave me a copy of her portfolio for Pocahontas. It's at my mom's house somewhere. So Dude, like, maybe we'll find it for when we do that. For yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, I wonder. Like, I I wonder if she's like still around and I could like ask her. That'd be great. Like for when we do Lion King, I guess that'd be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it was like. I, I don't know why I just thought of that. Like I probably should have been doing this the whole time, but uh, yeah, I wonder if I could like find her and reach out to her and be like, Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you since I was like eight and you probably but... don't remember me, but <laughs> question for you. That's not a bad idea. Well, you know, um, digging through, you know, websites and stuff. I found that, uh, Disney's daughter, I guess her name's Diane, so Diane Disney, right? Mm -hmm. She actually, like, essentially begged her dad not to kill off the mother, but mm -hmm. uh, the dad said that's what uh, happened in the book. Oh, yeah, side note, this was based off of a book, mm -hmm. Bambi, A Life in the Woods, which makes sense, calling it a slice of life movie, but the book itself was actually intended for adults, which I guess makes sense. Um... Let's see it says if audiences thought of the death of bambi's mother was a bit harsh they obviously haven't reviewed the source material so in the book bambi's father shows him the corpse of a man who had been shot by his fellow hunter to show that humans weren't immortal yikes neat yikes why'd they cut that out of the movie <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, um that's crazy mark didn't you say in a previous recording that was it dis Disney's mother who passed away and he kind of had this thing where some sort yeah. of parent figure always died in Disney movies or at least yeah he, he from the like uh, the prophets from Snow White he bought his parents a house and then the house uh, the heater was broken or something and so his mom died of carbon monoxide poisoning um, and so then that's why I don't know if he said yeah. If Disney was like every mom has to die, but <laughs> I think if you so if dark. you look at his movies, that's that's why people think that that's why because he was grieving the loss of his mother. 
But a lot of Disney's movies are about like the innocence you have when you're a kid and how that gets lost, right? I mean, mm. it, and so I think one way to really lose for a kid to grow up and lose their innocence is to lose a parent. So, so I think that that has something to do with it too. It doesn't necessarily mean it's because Disney was like, yeah. no one can have a mom, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of all over. Oh, you know what I didn't do, guys? Uh-oh. I didn't do my trivia. Oh no, trivia time! Trivia time. Let's okay, <laughs> this I hope I hope this is a good one. The quote or phrase "man in the woods." I think that's the father said, like "man is in the woods," right? Um, it actually had a double meaning. What was the other meaning? So the first meaning was literally like "man is in the woods hunting for deer, watch out." Was the other meaning A, it signified the end of the workday, B, that man was a threat to nature and him themselves, him slash themselves, C, that Walt Disney was coming, so shape up, or D, payday was coming? Hmm. I would like to think that payday is coming, but uh, I doubt it. I would say it's Walt Disney is coming, so you better shape up (laughs) man in the woods, like, you know, bosses in the building. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. Ding, ding, ding. You guys are correct. So animators had that, and uh, they would say it when Walt Disney was coming down the hallway, so uh, stop slacking. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is funny. Speaking of man, man is the uh, number 20th. The American Film Institute has a – they do their, like, top 100 lists. Um, And so their top 100 lists of uh, movie villains, man – is number is listed as number twenty. Oh, really? Like man yeah. in general, man like from the movie. No man from me. Sorry, <laughs> man from the movie Bambi. Wow. Um, is number twenty. Just incidentally, um, the uh, uh, the evil queen from Snow White is number ten. Okay. I mean, it's man, quote unquote. The hunter is you know very generalized and obviously not detailed, but. You know, I do, I do, maybe I'm just a tree hugging hippie, but, you know, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, we have a destructive nature, not, you know, maybe not every single one of us, but just generally speaking, because in real life, there's deforestation happening, uh, hunting, especially excessive hunting, like hunting for sport happens. Um, You know, I'm not targeting people because I know people hunt, but I don't know. It's just for whatever reason... I mean, how many movies have we seen where man has destroyed or is destroying? The, like, I think of Fern Gully. I think yeah. of Avatar. I mean, those are just ri- not random non-Disney ones. It's. I think this might have been one of the er- earliest types of animated movies that are very man versus nature, right? Like, I can't. Yeah. I mean, Pocahontas kind of is 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 like that. Yeah. I mean, it is man versus man, but but some of Don Bluth's movies were like that too, though. Uh, like yeah. see, like uh, Fern Gully was like that for right. sure. And and I think movies like Fern Gully is a lot more on the nose because I believe that when I was a kid and I saw Bambi, I did not think of man versus nature. I was mm. just more like, oh, what a cute deer, and he's adorable, sliding on the ice. Right. And then his mom died, and everything is sad. Um, 
but growing up and seeing this, I do believe it does send a powerful message, but it's just a lot more abstract. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Have you, speaking of like side tangent, have you watched uh, on Disney Plus the Olaf, like where he, Olaf presents and he does like all yes. the different. Every time I think of like we've no. been talking this whole time and I just think of Olaf and when he does the Lion King one, he's like, his dad is dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, it, they're fantastic. They it, are. Those, I wish they uh, were longer. Are, are really good. Right. Okay, I'll have to check that out. I don't really explore Disney Plus like I should. Like, I just look it's... up the main movies I want, not the side stuff. Yeah, you should definitely yeah. watch the Olaf uh, Presents things because, like, it's they're just, like, six little short things. But it's – I don't know if you've seen Frozen 2 or not, but that scene in the, wo- in the woods where he's, like, describing what happens in the first movie for, like, five minutes. And, like, mm. it's just that but about other Disney movies. Oh. Right. The, okay. uh, it's him retelling like classic Disney movies, yeah, but, like Tangled is the nineties classic mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, nice. yeah. I think it's what is it? Little Mermaid, Tangled, Moana, Lion King, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. I think there's an Aladdin one. I think there is too. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's pretty funny. Right. The the Tangled one is funny because he does Flynn's like smolder look. He's like. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Nice. All right, I'm definitely checking this out. Olaf's my favorite character of that movie anyway, so. Oh, yeah, by, oh, by a yeah. mile. <laughs> Anywho, I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on, because um, other than that, I was just going to go with general impressions of the film. Did you guys have a favorite scene or anything you didn't like? And I'll just say that my favorite scene was as I've just mentioned, when Bambi and Thumper are playing on the ice and in the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just very yeah. iconic for me. Yeah, that scene's definitely the most iconic, I think, from that whole movie. I mean, not only because it's really well animated and they're playful and stuff as kids, but it also it leans, leads into the mom dying scene. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I kind of like all the scenes when they're kind of pre-adults, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. those are like... Just the animation and just, I don't know, watching, kind of watching kids grow into their themselves is kind of like endearing in a way. No pun intended, I mm-hmm. guess. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's just, it's kind of fun just to see like, oh, well, they're grown up and they're meeting their partners and they're going like, and then like the fight scene and the fire scene and the, you know, the him kind of standing over the way his dad did, right? Like that, that whole thing is kind of just like, I kind of forgot that there was that much of that in this movie. You know, I, it, it's kind of like the opposite of Dumbo. I thought that that stuff was like the last like five minutes of the movie and it's like almost half. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, my favorite parts, this is going to maybe be, uh, a kind of dorky, but I just loved, I think I said this already, but kind of how they depicted weather in the movie, oh, um, yeah. like the snow and the, I think Corey, you mentioned when it was raining and yep. not just the weather, but like how they also used not only the score, but the, the vocalizations to indicate different weather things. There's that, um, April shower song yep. when it, when it starts raining and the, 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 people are singing and it sounds like wind blowing. Yeah. It's just like, it was really, really smart 
and really well-written music and, and lyrics and performances that just kind of made it feel real more than just this, like the sound of rain or the sound of wind. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were my, my favorite parts. And then I think, obviously I agree with you, Stephanie, the, the, um, on the ice. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. like, when I think of baby, I think of baby learning how to walk and mm-hmm. baby learning how to mm-hmm. walk on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I like those scenes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's any particular part of the movie or anything about the movie that I dislike. Like I had my th- issues with Dumbo and whatnot, but I mean, if anything, it would be cool if we had more, um, how do I say this? Like, well, when I say Disney songs, like obviously there was music there, but that was more from more like artsy, like you said, goes with the weather patterns, which fit perfectly. So I'm definitely not trying to say they should not have done that. And the I don't think the movie is lacking because it didn't have traditional Disney songs. I just happened to miss it. But other than that, like I, I don't think there's anything I didn't like. I mean, it just probably wasn't my favorite. But again, it's not because it had anything negative in there in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think my biggest criticism is that it can be really slow at times and mm-hmm. if you go into it thinking i want to watch a fun disney movie i don't really think that that's it but i don't think that it was supposed to be a fun disney movie i think it was supposed to be kind of a, a slice of life kind of a nature documentary um and so i think if you go into it looking with that mindset um yeah, then I then then I don't think it's boring because you're watching yeah. like what a deer's life is like. So, um, but I mean that would be my my biggest criticism, which is really a, a really small one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I don't really think there's anything bad about this movie at all. I just it's you think I mean like I said at the top of the show, you think of like the the 90s renaissance of movies or even like going back into the 80s like Oliver and Company and you just think of like the music and the pacing and the characters and like how like how purposely funny and and talkative and stuff that they are you know it, it like there's always like the comedic relief the villain the the wise old one right i mean again like mark said you have to look at a time and place where like the Disney was not making kids movies at the time. Mm. These were just impressive animated films that everybody could enjoy or, you know, could, should enjoy. And uh, in the forties, this was probably something really impressive that everybody loved, you know, just like Snow White, just like Pinocchio, you know, it's, it's just an impressive film. Uh, Right. So. Nice. uh, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's just, again, one of these other episodes where it's going to be a little on the shorter side, because unless there's any other closing comments or that you have to say about Bambi, we could probably start wrapping it up and take a look at our ranking. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. So, as a reminder, currently we have Pinocchio sitting on top at number one. Snow White is at number two. And poor little Dumbo, it's not because of his ears, is last at number three. <laughs> And now we kind of, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of debate necessarily. Where do we think Bambi fits with regards to, you know, quality and just a whole bunch of other factors? Man, I I definitely think it's better than Dumbo. I think from a, mm-hmm. I almost think from a quality perspective, it's probably, 
I mean, here's the thing. I think it's I think it's better than Pinocchio, but but worse than Snow White. But those are those are flopped on our list. So I gotta really like think about it. But uh, I think from just like a quality animation perspective and a like almost a storytelling perspective. To be honest, it's probably the one of the best ones but just from like a watchability standpoint it's probably i mean out of the i mean i'm not even gonna count dumbo because that dumbo is just bad <laughs> but out of the out of like snow white and pinocchio and this it's just it it was the most it was the least fun but probably quality wise it's probably the best one if that makes sense you know i yeah. mean I, I think i think i can have the ability to say a movie is good and not like it you know yeah so like that's kind of what I'm struggling with at the moment in terms of ranking it. It's definitely better than Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry Dumbo. Yeah. But I don't I like I like Snow White a lot surprisingly. I I just I don't know. I think Snow White is more fun, but I feel like Bambi is better in a way almost. Yeah. At the I, same time, I feel like Snow White and Pinocchio are more iconic, at least as far as the way people remember things. But I, I, I don't know if I would yeah, really well, let be influenced by that. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, Bambi's iconic in its own way too. You know, I mean, it it mm, it might be because I'm like, you, I used to be like nose deep into everything Disney, the way I am about games and stuff. So like, maybe I just more people talk about Bambi than normal. I don't know, but. Keep in mind, we're ranking like classic Disney movies. This is like trying to figure out a ranking. Like, like the probably the worst of all the Disney movies is still better than right. I don't know lots of other average movies. So yeah, right. Um, I, I, I might. I'm well on our list. I'm. All right, well, Corey's talking to himself, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> yeah, somebody else talk. I, I, I would say, um. This is just my my personal ranking. If we're ranking those four, I would say at the bottom of the list is Dumbo, and then next is Snow White, and then next is Bambi, and then I would say my my favorite is Pinocchio. Okay, I'm just four. saying I'm not just saying it, but that's kind of where I was leaning. But I I like I'm so hesitant to put it over Snow White, but I know. That's, right, that's but that's... I think I'm being swayed by like. Snow White being so iconic, but I think in terms of like for me when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking which ones did I enjoy? Um, what had it? What did I think had the greatest impact on like Disney and animation as a whole? And so I just think I didn't really enjoy Snow White. I think I know that Snow White is important, but I just didn't really love it. So. Um, and Bambi was missing a little bit of the story elements that Pinocchio has. Yeah. So I don't think it can quite, for me, unseat Pinocchio. So I would think it would it would slide right in at number two, which sounds bad that Snow White's at number three, but um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I I enjoyed Snow White. I think a lot more than maybe you guys did, but also I think that this is a better quality movie in terms of like, like I said, animation and just kind of what they were trying to do with it and the different art kind of art style and everything. I, I might slot this in at number two just for that, even though I enjoyed snow white more. 
Snow White is no longer the fairest one of all. She's not. Bad the queen, joke. The queen will be so happy. <laughs> well, then, uh, looks like we have a place for Bambi sitting at number two for now. So that's great. In the next time we come together to talk about Disney, we're going to start hitting, I wouldn't say more familiar titles because everything we talked about is very well known but i don't know i just feel like things are starting to change a little bit because mm-hmm. the next movie is cinderella yeah 1915 Ooh. you feel like the next run it's cinderella alice in wonderland peter pan okay so we're heading right. into like the first golden age i think of disney films yeah yeah so you know i don't know i i'm stoked um, yeah so i'm uh, excited i'm excited for these next three i really like these next i remember a really love like i dressed up for peter pan like for Halloween, and then my mom swears I didn't take the costume off for like three years. So, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, awesome. that, that's what my mom says. We'll see. I don't know, but for sure. But like, I used to be obsessed with Peter Pan. I still love Peter Pan, theoretically. I haven't yeah. watched it in a while. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys. It was a great conversation about a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, I guess as we close, thank you listeners for being here with us. And uh, Corey, where can people find you? You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. And uh, you can see me on Nintendo Power Block, our Nintendo Woo-hoo! podcast. Yeah. As the time it's recording, I'm returning tomorrow. So I'm very excited and ready for the next step of that show. In the words of nice. Rafiki, the king has returned. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. <laughs> Mark, where can fans find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, except in Pereira is my uh, username or handle or whatever it's called. Um, and you can find me um, on Bosch Rush uh, writing um, articles and movie reviews and all that good stuff. Your Uncharted review was very good. Oh, thank you. Um, I that haven't was... read that yet, by the way, only because I wasn't sure if it had spoilers in it. Does it have spoilers in it? It does not have it's, spoilers. It's in nothing it. it's that not you don't already book. know. Okay, then I'll go say. read it. Then right. that's the only reason why I haven't because right. I do intend to see it maybe like this uh-huh. week. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you'll have fun. I just I wouldn't go in with the highest of expectations. <laughs> no, I don't think I would either. I mean, I wasn't going in with any expectations. So <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Then okay, if that's the case, though, maybe I should wait till it comes to streaming. Anyway, well, I do think it, I know. Take us for what it's worth, but I do think it, so. I didn't review it very well, but I do think an action movie like this should be seen on a big screen. And so I think um, if you've got the time and you've got the means, I would go see it in theaters. This is a good idea for like a another run of standard definition would be like video game movies. Or Ooh, video game. That would be a rough one because they're yeah. not very good. I know, but it was that would that's Except why it would be like awesome. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic you know, is great. Sonic I, is excellent. Can I admit something to you guys? Yeah. Another sign of aging. The last few times I've been to the movies, like within the last twenty four months, I kind of thought that the theater sound was too loud and Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Since when did I start complaining about how loud the movies are? That's yeah, why I, I said at when, home. I, I saw Uncharted, and I couldn't hear half the things that people were saying, but the action was too loud. 
And then uh, we went to go see Death on the Nile a couple weeks ago, and someone had their phone out. And so I, I like the old man I am, was like, put your phone up, like a grumpy old man. So. <laughs> We've become those people, guys. I, yes. I'm trying to fit, like... The last time I was at the theater, I, we saw, I went with my dad to see 007. Yeah. And then before that was Avengers Endgame. Wow. And That's then be, wow. And then before that was Deadpool 2. Because <laughs> that, was the, last, big gaps that was the last movie I think my wife and I saw before my daughter was born. <laughs> so. Yeah. We saved a lot of money. Yeah, it's true. It's all coming to Disney Plus anyway. <laughs> exactly. Everything's just going to Disney Usually. Plus. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so, uh, and I am your host, Stephanie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Klimov, K L I M O V underscore author. And uh, I too am part of the Boss Rush podcast on Wednesday nights. And I do make regular appearances on After Dark, hosted by Laron. Um, thank you very much, everybody. Um, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Bye. See ya.